Welcome, aka Patters. I'm Peter A. DeLuca, the pop culture pope, aka ya boy. And this is AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. And today, right here, right now, we're continuing our cyborg thread and we're talking Upgrade. Have you seen this movie? It's available on Netflix. Go check it out. Come back if you haven't seen it. If not, let's get through that intro and have a discussion on the fantastic movie. So here's the funny thing. Uh, we're still in quarantine here in Philadelphia. Yeah, so bars, uh, yeah, I guess that's the only thing I care about. Bars and coffee shops, they're closed. Most convenience stores, uh, big and small, targets are available. You know, if you need supplies, even if you still need food, it's, it's still everywhere. So no real concern there. And then on top of all of that, uh, <laughs> I've been occupying myself by going back and forth. Because I moved to my old unit, to my new unit, carrying things throughout the city because it's just, you know, it's giving me exercise, but I'm doing about three to four trips a day and my upper body is screaming. I mean, it's as soon as I pick something up, it's like that lactic acid comes right in. But I'll tell you one thing, I feel my strength growing with every single one of these trips, even though I'm getting weaker and weaker. I've already done... Three of them at this time of recording. Okay, everyone. Enough life stuff. We're here to talk about... Do you know who Grey Trace is? Yeah, that's our protagonist. He is the guy on the poster when it comes to Upgrade. And the reason why I'm very excited to speak to you about this movie. Now, look. I've done this movie twice. Great situation to how I saw this movie in the theater. Which is John and I. John's been a part of this podcast. We were kind of like on the run of seeing movies and recording. We wanted to see, it might have been Spider-Man, Far From Home, again. We were like, you know, let's go back. Because at the time, I really liked that movie. Until I realized there's not much Spider-Man in like the actual character. Not screen time, but the, the essence of the character. Not much of that in Far From Home. So, he hits me up. And he's like, hey, you want to go see this Upgrade movie instead? And I'm like, oh, you know, the trailer for that looked cool, looked interesting. We go see it. We love it. We we record. And then I'm on a cyborg, face forward about two years. I'm on a cyborg thread. And I said, you know, I got to see Upgrade again. So I see, watch it for a second time. And, I, you know, there was elements of this movie I forgot. Let's do the plot. Gray Trace. He is... A mechanic. He has a successful wife. Uh, she pretty much looks like the breadwinner. We're in the future, but not too much in the future. All the design work. It's all Sid Mead design work. It's only this is almost like the Elon Musk future, and everything's shot eighties ish. Everything's darkish. John Carpenter, Escape from New York. I'm looking at you. And then him and his wife, they go meet up with one of his clients. His clients is like the Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, CEO, fantastic looking place, really cool stuff. And she's like, oh my God, I even know who like he was making his car for because this guy's buying a classic car off of our protagonist. And then uh, fast forward, they're on their way back, car accident, the girl dies, uh, this dude becomes... A paraplegic, 
and then gets a experimental experiment operated on him. Operational experiments. Experiment. Can I say it again? Experiment. <laughs> and boom, he's walking. He has the STEM, S-T-E-M. That's the acronym for the computer that's in him. And he can toggle between giving the computer control and him taking control. And essentially, STEM allows him to walk and do all these amazing things. And that's it. That's our plot. It's not original. It's RoboCop. It's essentially RoboCop. And we deal with this idea of the creator and the creation. That's what STEM is. This movie leads into a perfect ending that I desperately want a sequel for. But along the way, we have a hell of a cool villain. We have awesome henchmen. We have this like early cybernetic like environment. You know, this you know some world building involved, and it's not this uber cybertronic or or cyborg future that we see in Ghost in the Shell, Battle Angel, Alita, even in uh, AI. You know, like, this is almost like the birth of all of those universes, which also makes this movie super enjoyable, because that's that's the unexpected part of this movie. That's almost why it's important, because I don't think anyone really tried to tell, like, almost like the birth of an industry and the changing of a culture when it comes to humans and cybernetics in this way i really don't know and i grew up during the age of cyberpunk i grew up the age of steampunk punk music all the punks i grew up (laughs) i grew up with yeah and our next movie episode 289 is going to be ex machina these two movies are like a two-headed dragon they they perfectly complement one another and here's the cool thing if you want to see what you can do with three million dollars, which is crowdfundable, you can you can crowdfund three a three million dollar movie. This movie is it because it looks like it's a twenty thirty million dollar movie. Ex Machina or Ex Machina looks like an eighty million dollar movie, and I believe that was a fifteen million dollar budget. But this movie also comes from Jason Blum, Blumhouse. This is the house that you know that uh, Saul built. Our director, Leia Winnell, he comes from, he's a writer for Saw, you know, Insidious. He's been acting and writing in the live movies, executive producer. The guy's credits are vast, but he also just did the Invisible Man movie that just came out. I need to see that after watching this. I'm like, I just have to do it. And it's on VOD. It's one of those early releases because of this virus. And so is Bloodshot. And you guys know Bloodshot technically... Can we argue that Bloodshot is a cyborg? Because the next movie too, we go back to the uh, consciousness. Does a does consciousness in the machine make that a cyborg? So anyway, <laughs> argument that we were kind of dealing with during AI. And like the reason why this movie just gets me going because it's just another clear example. Of limited resources. And not having everything at your disposal. Not having big ideas. The uh, It's also a definition too of brand building. Blumhouse is trying to create 
uh, selling the movie first by labeling it a Blumhouse production. They're trying to make that into a Xerox. You know, like it's not a photocopy, it's a Xerox. Now, if every single movie Blumhouse puts out is this good, they will have no problem. They will be unstoppable. If every movie Blumhouse puts out is this good, they will be the low level, like, you know, budget-wise, Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel Studios. They'll be revered on that level. But they don't. <laughs> they don't. Blumhouse has gotten into the habit of acquiring movies very cheap that don't swing for the fences, that aren't complete concepts, and they just put their name on them and crank it out and package it, and they're selling it. And they're selling it, and they're selling it. This, those are enough. But this movie is so effing awesome. It's so freaking cool. Uh, I get joy just presenting it to you. I get joy in having upgrade in a feed because you can see the feed, and you might even say to yourself and see the thumbnail. I haven't seen that movie. Maybe I should go watch that movie. And if you do that. That's why I'm doing this, people. Not not to make arguments and downgrade and upgrade, pun intended, movies based on my taste. There are some movies out there that are good no matter what. And this is one of them. It is a Generation Z Robocop. <laughs> but look, everyone, go check it out. Go enjoy it. Remember... The core concepts of this movie will also be echoed in our next movie, which is the creator versus the creation. It's the Frankenstein scenario for an AI cybernetic age, and that's the age we're on the dawn of. That is also why this movie is so exciting. But we have different intentions and we have different results. The intent for this movie is STEM outsmarts everyone. Despite these conditions and clauses. And it does it in in a way that you buy into and you believe. Because the movie buys completely in on its own concept. Our next movie deals with that exact scenario. The creation turning on the creator differently. Because it's somewhat human condition. You know, we have a, a soul. We have a pulse. We have a pun intended coming up here. We got two of them this episode. Ghost in the Shell. These next two movies, or this movie and the next one, episode 288, 289, it's the definition of Ghost in the Shell. And this whole block of movies, I, if there's ever were a marathon to watch this stuff and just replace the Blade Runner with the theatrical cut, because the final cut is garbage, I don't know. It's perfect because Blade Runner has a little bit of noir and this movie has a little bit of noir because, you know, it's a it's a little bit, hey, who killed my wife type scenario. But look, everyone, I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Let's rock and roll. Go see this movie. I can't talk about it enough. And we're going to continue this conversation also in our next episode. So they're going to be friends. But you and I can be friends too. Hit me up on Twitter, a.k.a. Pat, and you better hit me up on the Instagram, a.k.a. Pat13. I'm doing March of Robots. And that's one robot drawing a day for the month of March. And I'm using World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE Superstars, as the theme. So we get someone like The Rock or Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan and we make them into a robot. So if you want to see some of those results, go check it out. Until next time, let's do this.